ESR October, Day 2. Player Skill, Not Character Abilities. While the discussion regarding what player skill is could fill an entire episode, and, in fact, I have an entire episode devoted to what is player skill, <laughs> it's better illustrated with a story. So, I'm going to open it up with an experience from college. So, rewind a bit. It's 2005, 2006, somewhere in there, and I go up to the local friendly gaming shop to play in their D&D game night. Based on the time frame, it was right in the D20 boom. 3.5 was huge, and that's what they were running, and so I came in with my plate mail wearing axe-wielding fighter ready to go. Into the session, the party finds itself in a cavern system uh, under and outside of town. We are after some MacGuffin, treasure, a hostage, who knows, I don't remember. But what I do remember is there was a 10-foot gap, a 10-foot chasm, where we could not see the bottom. And it was between us and where we wanted to be. It was a confined space, 10, 10 feet wide or 15 feet wide. So. I asked the ref how tall the ceiling of the egress was that we were trying to get into, and he described it as low. Now, thinking with my player skill brain, a low ceiling means that I'm going to have a hard time jumping in. If I jump, I may hit the top, I may bump my head, I may uh, fail to, I, I'm not going to be able to just simply jump across. So. I started thinking, how can we get through without jumping? We could use uh, batons pie up, uh, pounded into the wall. Uh, that might take some time. That would do some noise and alert whoever was on the other side. Uh, we could throw a ladder down. Uh, we didn't have a ladder. Those are kind of difficult to tote around. Um, alternatively, we could have gone back a bit and potentially dislodged a door from the entrance and then figured out how to use that as potentially may a springboard or tack two of them together and go across on a makeshift bridge. So as I'm thinking, a monk in the party, uh, that player says, I jump across. The referee calls for a jump check. D20 is rolled. The result, 16. He clears it with room to spare. Color me stunned. There was no penalty. There was no mention of the roof. Nothing. It was simply roll and go. I had points in jump. Uh, fighters only got two per level, and my intelligence was subpar, so I just had jump. <laughs> Thought about swim, but if I'm wearing plate, that's not. Uh, and that, uh, plate and swimming, that's uh, all additions. <laughs> but I roll my jump check, hit an 11 make it safe. Now everyone in the party managed to do it, no problem, but the low ceiling served no purpose. The low ceiling was merely set dressing and had no impact on our procedure, on our game, or on the resolution of the task at hand. This may seem like I'm talking about the Ming vase problem. Because the 3.5 combat rules do not have rules for interacting with the environment around you, incidentally, you could have a Ming vase stationed in the middle of two combatants and, played by the book, 
No matter what happened, those combatants would not knock the Ming vase over. That's not what I was trying to go with it, but instead I was trying to highlight what character skill means. Character skill means that I look at my reference sheet, I say this is what I can do, these are the buttons that I can push, and based on those buttons I'm going to determine my actions. There's a degree of character sheet everywhere. Uh, Bandit's Keep recently had a video where he said it's not that you don't want to look at the character sheet, it's that you're looking at the wrong place. Look in your inventory, look at your retainers and your other notes. Don't look for skills. And I'm not intending to throw shade on that referee. He was running the game in an official event, using the official rules, producing the official result. It was a tabletop skirmish game where we could move miniatures and look at the battle grid and all that fun stuff. But the memory wasn't there. But this ties back to the difference between the old school and the new school, the OSR and the modern day. The modern game imprisons you with the character sheet. You can do what is on your sheet, like a video game with buttons to push. Now, do you have to look at your character sheet? Of course not. You can always look beyond. However, the fact that those things exist trains new players to look first at your character skills and veteran players, myself included, this was the beginning of what I call my wayward youth, will learn from people around them and conform to the playstyle that's promoted by the rules. If I can roll a die and the situation is resolved compared to thinking about it, if my eyes are set on the prize, I'm just going to take the easiest way to get to that prize and get out because I want my character to survive and be safe. That prison, however, requires the referee to think in advance of what is going on, where all of this stuff is, and it takes away so many cool things in the story, so many cool experiences that you could recap later. When I write a module for an OSR group, I don't think of a solution. I present a problem the way that the problem would present itself, or a trap the way that a trap builder would try to kill somebody, and then I let the party deal with it. It's not my role as the ref to solve that problem. Problem solving is one of the big fun parts of the game. Why would I take that away from my players? To conclude, by realizing that the answer is not on the character sheet, but instead in your mind, that provides freedom. That is the liberty I talked about yesterday. It's the freedom for the player to solve the problem at hand, and it's the freedom of the referee to throw impossible situations at their players and then watch in amazement as they figure out a way through. And that's my story for today. Um, thinking it's a bit of a downer, but really not, not so much because it turned out okay at the end. And between now and when I talk to you tomorrow, keep an eye out for those chasms and ways you can get around them that don't involve rolling a jump. Delph on. The 
Quilt Square Ring Mail Podcast is an independently owned and operated product released for educational and informative purposes under the Totally Steal This license, which is kind of like Creative Commons, except f- licensing. Segments recorded within a vehicle are recorded using a Bluetooth hands-free device in conjunction with local vehicular safety legislation. The music for the Clear Square Ring Mail Podcast is Gold Coffee by Michael Ramirez C. Retrieved from Mixkit.co and used under the Mixkit royalty-free music license. Sound effects used in the Clear Square Ring Mail Podcast are also retrieved from Mixkit.co and used in accordance with the Mixkit-free sound effects license. Clear Square Ring Mail does not describe to nor endorse views or opinions expressed by call-ins, guests, or even the host, unless you think they're awesome, and thus does not assume any liability regarding the consumption or distribution of this podcast. By listening to the Clear Square Ring Mail Podcast, you agree to these provided terms. Parties with questions regarding these terms, conditions, or releases are encouraged to reach out to Clear Square Email at the prescribed methods provided on the Clear Square Email blog. Parties dissatisfied with these terms, conditions, or releases are encouraged to go suck an egg.